0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: We're only going up to 98 degrees today, people. To cool off tomorrow high of 93. Uh, midday with Jamie and Wicket on a Wednesday. Wicket's still off this week. So Brady Goodman from 99.7 The Point returns. Didn't get you, enough grief listen, on Monday.
2: Are you ready for this? I'm hyped up. It's middle of the week. I'm ready to go. I don't think you're prepared for me today.
1: Um, again, let me remind you of what I work with every day. (laughs) Um, if, if you're trying to warn me about being hyper or, you know, kind of being all over the place or, I mean... I every day have squirmy, McSquirmy squirmy over there. Okay. So, do you need again? I ask, Do you need a fidget spinner?
2: I feel like you are setting me up for a challenge to outwicket it, wicket. Uh, do it. I say do I, it. I'm gonna try. Although, can I mention? I like Dan Weinbaum. Is he? He's he's a great follow online,
1: and he's probably listening right now. Well, oh, do you agree with his uh yes. his comments? Online? I do,
2: I think he's he's good at social media. He's good at Facebook. I think I follow him on Twitter. He's good at social media. He sounded great yesterday, so I figure I'm just going to come here and be squirrely today. I can't match his professionalism and his wit and his knowledge.
1: Brady, you have your own
2: skills and, and your own
1: talents. Oh, I
2: don't know. I don't don't think try to be Dan. I don't think they're called talents. <laughs> That's not what the cops call them. That's not what the principal uh, Whatever that principal thing is that you get paid for, yeah.
1: you, have it, you have it yourself. And he had
2: such a manly voice. Yeah, he does kind of have that going. That, That's sort of I mean, where you so lack. I'm not that. Here, I feel like I'm filling in for the fill-in. That's fine. Your C team, so, then? So you on the C team? I'm not even, yeah. I'm not even going to try to be good. I'm just going to be me and have fun today. You get ready. You just be
1: you. And, you know, listeners, feel free to judge it. Feel mm-hmm. feel free to, because mm-hmm. the thing about Brady on the point mm-hmm. is that they don't have a text line down there. Yeah. So he doesn't get the, what did you just say to me? I like the immediate feedback.
2: I do. Give it
1: to him, people. Two two nine zero. Feel free to give him the immediate feedback to your heart's content today.
2: I really do. And I'm going to try to focus on what we're saying, not sit here. I just get obsessed with this text line i love it because it's a great mix of like thoughtful insight and just vulgarity hot mess and yes. vulgarity is Total a good way vulgarity. to put it. yes so
1: brady is the as the guest host today i'm yes. gonna leave it to you to decide okay okay and your answer to this question is very important oh, because yeah. i've already kind of decided it but i'm gonna let you decide okay The extent to which we are going to talk about Donald Trump Jr. today. Okay. Uh, If you missed it last night, he did go on with Sean Hannity and uh, talked about the meeting with the Russian lawyer and said, in retrospect, I probably would have done things a little differently. Again, he had tweeted out details of the meeting with the promoter that set up the other meeting um, and and kind of blamed taking the meeting on the hustle and bustle of a campaign.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. So now, that happened yesterday Here's the thing on some level, I do like talking about these things here, and I go back to the text line to some degree, and it seems like when we do when we have conversations here, sometimes we'll get really thoughtful input from the callers and the audience that will give me different perspective mm-hmm. on my take. You learn things I do learn yes. things and because I'm so busy over there talking about season two of. Stranger Things. Right. That's where my focus and so much of my input is. I haven't seen the Sean Hannity interview, so I don't know what that was about. It's hard to really wrap my head around is this serious or is this all political showmanship?
1: He said, it just depends on what you want to believe. Um, I don't, regardless of what the meeting was about, I don't like hustle and bustle or the craziness of the campaign as a reason for doing anything that appears to be this important. If you think it's important, um, he described the meeting as a nothing saying. I wouldn't have even remembered it until you started scouring through the stuff. It was literally a waste of 20 minutes, now, which but here's
2: Look, here's my problem with that, because what you got out of the conversation isn't really where I have the issue. Right. I don't know ethically or legally if it's okay to take that meeting. And maybe it was good information, and he just didn't understand it because of inexperience that he was saying. Perhaps, yes. I didn't know I shouldn't be doing that, or I shouldn't do it because I'm inexperienced. Well, maybe the information was meaty, and he just didn't understand it. What I'm saying is, are the Democrats, is it really a nothing burger, or is it a true issue that I should be concerned about uh, when it comes to our democracy? Is this a new precedent, or do we have... Things in the past, but because I've heard that Al Gore evidently got some issues, like some um, some like uh, training stuff mm-hmm. that George W. Bush was using pre debate, and he turned that stuff over. Now that's a political party against political party, and those are two private companies, right? And it was still turned over to the FBI. Here you're talking about a foreign agent, but again, I don't know, and I really am trying to wade through. Is this? political bickering and it really doesn't matter or does this matter and can we find somebody on either side uh lefty that says this is a nothing burger and somebody on the right who says right because we laugh
1: about nothing burger that's your that's your your phrase of the day no that's
2: not my phrase that's the (laughs) catchphrase that's why i think it's all political haberdashery Because I feel like I hear catchphrases from both sides, Mm -hmm. and that's where I really start to get blurry-eyed, and I know you're feeling the same way already.
1: Yes, and so uh, that is the extent to which we're going to talk about it. Uh, We're going to keep an eye on it today, we're going to see if it comes up during the uh, noon press briefing. Whoever does it, whether it's audio, it may be audio-only. We're just going to see what other... We'll see to what extent President Trump tweets about it today. Here's the thing we'll I think you you're doing. Developments.
2: I think we're threatening the audience. We're going to talk about other stuff. If you don't get engaged... There you go. We can always go back to go. Trump it's, because we know that that will stir up
1: trolls and anger. It's like the teacher that says, yes. we can do fun stuff or we can take a
2: test. Right, right. And you're threatening the test.
1: Y'all I kind of like it. Y'all better yes. have
2: fun when we talk about parenting.
1: Uh, we'll also mention real fast that Christopher Ray, who is President Trump... Trump's nominee to be the new FBI director is currently before a Senate committee uh, on Capitol Hill as we speak and is being questioned. Um, the big point with him today is going to be the extent to what he to the extent to which he will be independent from the White House. So we'll see if that gets colorful today. And uh, and if it is, then we'll get into it. But here's what I want to start with today. A uh, yes. little bit later, we will talk about the fact that your attorney general wants to bring back a program, uh, and I guess it's coming back a little bit, but a program that faded a lot because it wasn't useful. It was not effective in its goal, but he wants to bring it back. It's a program that would be in your kids' schools. We'll get to that after 11 o'clock. But the first story I want to start with is asking you what we need to do to get more people to become 911 dispatchers. Uh, the star did the story about the incident at Clint's Comics and a 911 response that ultimately took 14 minutes to get authorities and emergency crews to the scene. Uh, based,
2: based on my career, you can tell I'm not interested in high pressure or actual work. Yes. I cannot I can see anybody signing up for that job.
1: Yes, and especially once you hear what they are paid, which we'll tell you about a little, a little later, and how much training it takes. But uh, coming up after a break, we'll explain what happened where James Cavanaugh, uh, who runs the historic Clint's Comics, in a situation there that started off as a robbery. He eventually hit his head, was lying there, and people tried to call 911, and we'll tell you how long they were on hold. The issue here is not enough 911 dispatchers. We'll get into that next. Brady Goodman in for Mike Wicket. It's 10-12 on KMBZ. ten seventeen on a Wednesday, midday with Jamie and Wicket, with Brady Goodman in studio for Mike Wicket, who's off this week. Thanks for walking down the hall. No, for I love day this. Here. Thank you. Uh, please take it easy today. 98 is where we're headed if you haven't been keeping track of the forecast today. Uh,
2: coming- the heat index may be like 99.7. I heard like 104. 99.7. Uh, like maybe. Like the, heat the point? In yes, thank you. Perhaps. Thank you. I was digging. Sorry, I that took fishing. me a second. I was fishing. I mean, you can just be obvious
1: about it. <laughs> no, you don't, have to, know, you don't have to You know, be passive aggressive or anything. No. Feel, free to just, feel free to just put it out there. Yes. You know, that's totally fine. Yes. Uh, coming up a little bit later in the show, uh, the college major that most people regret. Radio. I'll tell you, it was very close to my major. My, my major is very closely connected to the major that most people regret. I think my major was just one step up from the one that, that really? most people say they shouldn't have done. Yeah. Yeah. I'll bet it is one I wish I would have done. I. And st- you think you would have done this one
2: instead, that one I instead? don't know. I just learned nothing in college. And it was the most expensive thing. But it didn't hurt you. Well, left you a student loan debt, but. And my stomach is trashed and my liver hates me. <laughs> you think that was because of what you didn't learn in school? Look, or? I, uh, I got asked to leave K State, but I graduated with honors from Aggieville. Just knocked it out of the park.
1: Uh, Also, we need to acknowledge and and freak out just a little bit. I don't think people are concerned enough about the fact that we are going to have to redraw maps we're actually see that map on the wall behind you well maybe that yeah. doesn't have it on it right that's just a u.s map we're gonna have to redraw maps because of something that just happened in antarctica
2: oh i was thinking texas was leaving
1: no oh. florida's not late we're stuck with florida we're stuck with texas Why? we're still stuck with st louis okay but uh, we're gonna have to redraw maps because of something that just happened in antarctica i i get to map i get to geek out on maps every so often in geography and today i get to do that with good reason not just because i want to so i uh, will get to that a little bit later in the show uh but right now i wanted to spend some time talking and trying to figure out what we need to do uh, to fix the system where it takes nearly 14 minutes to get an emergency response to a place called Clint's Comics in a situation that happened in May. And uh, a supervisor for the department's communication unit, this is Casey Moe, uh, talked to the star, started a big story about what happened here. And the supervisor blames, not that they don't have the money, not, the, not budget, but she just blames the inability and the availability of people who want to become 911 call takers. And I got to tell you, after looking, you know, when you think about the job a little bit, I get it. And we'll tell you what their starting pay is. It's a job that I... It's another one in the long list of jobs that I say, no way, no how. No. Can I handle that? Um, so let me tell you what happened. And I'd love to hear from you, 22980 or 576-7798. If you've been a 911 dispatcher, if you've worked in anything like that, why would you? Why wouldn't you do it? And who's liable here? Where does I, That's always an interesting question to ask. Who is liable for the fact that James Kavanaugh died as a result of what happened? So here's here's how things went down. On May 12th, so James Cavanaugh owned a store called Clint's Comics in Kansas City. Witnesses watched it all happen in front of them. It started as a theft and ended up waiting, again, 14 minutes for cops to get there. So in the rear parking lot, a manager of the bar next door watched a man enter the comic book shop. He described the man as being white in his 40s, bald with glasses. He'd arrived in a white hatchback. Minutes later, that man came out with an armful of comic books. He was pursued by James Kavanaugh, the owner of the store, armed with a gun, and accused the man of stealing. The man got into his car, and Kavanaugh tried to stop him. As the man pulled out in the hatchback, there was an open door that knocked Kavanaugh over, threw him to the ground, and he hit his head Mm. and laid injured and needed an ambulance. He needed, we have the crime, and we also need an ambulance, to get him. By the way, that suspect took off and has never been seen, has, has never been caught. So, so far, this is an unsolved murder, I think we can safely call it. So, you've got several people that witnessed what happened. The first person who called 911 in the incident called at 12 26 p.m., they waited on hold for six and a half minutes before a call taker answered Mm. so that is our initial problem six and a half minutes before somebody even picks up the phone and in fact witnesses said that in the middle of that that was taking so long that some of them ran to the fire department that that was going to be faster to physically go to emergency authorities so police officials say the caller asked for an ambulance now we're six and a half minutes in and as a result was transferred to the kansas city fire department a few minutes later, the fire department contacted police directly to alert them. a crime had happened. Now we get to twelve thirty nine p m. before officers are dispatched. Now we're thirteen minutes in mm. to their credit, once police were notified, they were there in two minutes. I mean, their their response this is not a response time issue in terms of police. This is a a how long it's taking nine one one operators to get to the call. They got there by twelve forty. Exactly 13 minutes and 40 seconds after the first call, according to police call records. So we're talking about a few different things that got us here, by the way. And again, James Kavanaugh died. The response took nearly 14 minutes. So Jean uh, Franquesa, and I apologize if I'm butchering the last name, is the supervisor that the star talked to. And she blamed understaffing. So they are budgeted for 92 call takers and dispatchers. They have 69. She is authorized to hire 20 and is in the process of hiring some, but the training takes a while. It can take two to four months to get you ready to go. There's a lot of training involved in that job. I would would hope you have to be ready for anything. Think about the different things that you have to be prepared to do. Then there's on the job training. Uh, As far as what eliminates some people, the pay is $36,000 a year to start, which doesn't seem like nearly enough for a job this intense. You only need a high school degree or a GED, so no college is required. They say drug tests eliminate many prospective employees. <laughs> and we can have the debate about how strict those drug tests should be or not, but I, we need our 911 call takers to be clean because of what they're handling life and death every day. Uh, they Again, the pay is $36,000 a year. Uh, they've got, generally speaking, the call takers that they have – are taking many, many more calls a year than they're supposed to. Uh, there were six call takers that were on duty that afternoon. Ideally, they want eight. So now we, now you understand a bit about why it. I'm, I'm not saying that's an excuse, but it's a bit of an explanation for why they say it could happen, and it does. Where you're going to call nine one one, and and your call's not going to be taken right away.
2: Here is a situation where possibly something very good and a problem is solved from a tragedy. Maybe this conversation ends up solving this issue, making these response times faster. Maybe we can get them staffed. I disagree with the drug testing thing. What do you I just disagree do. about it? I just... Why? What do we... I mean, I don't know what the tests are. But um, if you're talking about hiring a bunch of people, if you're going to open up to GEDs, I I, I mean, I, I... I don't I guess it doesn't matter what your education level is. Why are we drug testing them and for what and how stringent is it?
1: Um
2: yeah. You know what I'm then saying? It
1: depends on how long. That's not uncommon for government employees to be drug tested and it's it, for me it's a matter of the same reason I would want air traffic controllers drug tested because you're handling life and death situations while you're there and you can't be high. You can't have drugs in your system when you do that. You can't have your, your cognitive functions uh, jeopardized at all while you're there. But
2: the, this, because this, I don't want to divert off into a drug testing issue. Obviously, if somebody gets wasted the night before and gets right. no sleep, they're going to be worse off than somebody that smoked a joint a week ago. Correct. Yeah, that's a good point. So if you're not getting enough sleep, when you're talking about mental acuity, mm-hmm. so many things go into it, right? So just blindly drug testing is not the answer here. Okay. Right. So maybe are are you able to handle your job? Right. So maybe there needs to be a, oh, can you do this before you, some sort of like we do with driving tests before you take on the phones, can you pass this test or whatever
1: it may be? It, it makes sense to me why they're having a hard time staffing when the pay is $36,000 a year to start. And there's a ton of training involved, you know, and I don't know if that's training you're paid for, but that's a why, I mean, it takes two to four months and then there are weeks of on the job training before you're ready. To me, it's the intensity of the job that, keep, oh. that would keep me out of it. So if you've oh. never done um, this, a citizen's police academy, do one. Every government offers one. Every sheriff's department offers one. You can do it in the city that you live or work in. I did the one in mission. It goes like three months. It's once a week. You learn a ton. And one of the things you do is you go to an emergency operations center and you spend several hours with a call taker. Mm. And you got the call taker and you got the dispatcher and they work together. And just... Not a lot happened the evening that that we were there, but I was on edge just with that. People call in, oh. and as Ellen said earlier, they're panicked. You know, you've got to calm them down. You've got to get information out of them. You can't see what's going on, so you don't know what you don't know. And we listened to, they played for us, what I thought was gonna be the longest 20 minutes of my life, but they played for us a 911 call in which a dispatcher won an award. And I'll never forget it. It was it was riveting. But it was a woman who was in her house and her girlfriend's her excuse me, her daughter's boyfriend was looking for Mm -mm. her daughter and pounding on the door. Mm And for, the, for 20 minutes, this dispatcher stayed on the phone with her Mm-mm. while she goes and hides under the sink. And then she says, and I have a gun. Do I tell police I have the gun? Well, the gu- police, she's waiting for police to arrive. You hear the boyfriend pounding on the door. You hear him get into the house and go look for her. No. And the whole time, this dispatcher is handling her and trying to keep her calm. He also knows she has a gun. And so you've got to make sure that nobody else gets hurt in the process. You've got to make sure when police get there, they know she has a gun. Where is she in the house? I did not take a breath for 20 minutes. This is what these dispatchers handle at $36,000 a year. I mean, I couldn't do it.
2: That is, I'm stressed out just from hearing you hear something else. Yes, to hear him break down
1: the door and the dispatcher's on the call the whole time.
2: Now, let's do some research because the text line is saying that there are discrepancies and these jobs across communities in the metro could be wildly different.
1: All right, so 22980 or 576-7798. Are you concerned that it took just about 14 minutes to get police to the scene? Of a comic book store where a man had hit his head as a result of a robbery and ended up uh dying. I don't I don't think we can say one directly causes the other. I don't think we could say if they would gotten there sooner he would have lived. But for sure this is concerning. We'll get to your calls and your texts next. Ten thirty two midday with Jamie and Wicket on a Wednesday. Wickets out this week. Brady Goodman in studio today from ninety nine seven the point yes. mornings.
2: Yes. Up early. We start, you realize, at five AM. Uh, do you really start at five AM? Hey, Are you in the public at five AM? I am. You, I am. Are you 510-ish 5-1? We start on the air. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't do anything of note until like <laughs> seven. Uh, we're thinking next year. Okay. We're thinking Got January it. maybe. So, Got it. Uh, yeah.
1: All right. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for coming down to this end of yes, the hall. Thanks for um, having me. We're talking about the story out of the Kansas City Star and what it would take to get more people interested in being nine one one dispatchers. It is not entirely uncommon for you to call nine one one and be put on hold. Now, what I hope they ask is, I, I, I it's been ten years since I called nine one one about anything, but um, what I hope they ask is the nature of why you're calling. That way, if it is you know mission critical, if this is you know a true emergency, then they don't put you on hold. But you would think this would have been one of those situations where witnesses that called 911 after a situation at Clint's Comics in May, this would have been one of those cases where they would have said, don't put me on hold, get somebody here right away. So, uh, again, the story's out of the Star. For those who missed how this went down, this was back on May 12th, and the site of Clint's Comics, James Cavanaugh is the owner of the store. Man goes into the store and runs out with comic books. He steals comic books, big armful of them. James Cavanaugh grabs his gun and goes after him. The man gets into the car, and James Cavanaugh tries to stop him. Uh, The vehicle ends up having an open door, and somehow that open door knocks Kavanaugh out of the ground and he hits his head. So he's on the ground and witnesses saw this happen. So witnesses call 911. Um the 12 the first call is at 1226 p.m and they wait six and a half minutes for the call to be answered. It ends up being almost 14 minutes before police get to the scene. Keeping in mind they're also calling an ambulance. This is not a this is not a response time issue, in my opinion. This is not a police response time issue because police, once they were notified, had somebody there literally in two minutes. I mean, this so so police police were quick about it. To me, the issue is the six and a half minutes that the person was on hold when they first called. And we don't know, I'm I'm not drawing a direct A and B connection here. I'm not saying if they hadn't had to wait on on hold for six and a half minutes he wouldn't have died. Head injury could have killed him instantly. who knows? But next time, it could make a difference if it didn't make a difference
2: here. Here's what the text line is saying, and I think they're misconstruing where we are. Somebody says 911 calls take up a lot of time. I don't know how many calls I've answered from babies who get a hold of their mom's phone. Sure. This isn't a call center's fault. And I think what the position the city's taking, and I think that's probably where I am, is they're understaffed and underpaid.
1: Either way, for sure they're understaffed. I mean, but, but you're right. The number of accidental and but dials and stuff like that they have to answer every call the more calls they get that are bogus uh, you know the more that just floods the system the more they're spending time on calls they don't have to and and Again, in this situation, they had six call takers on staff at the time. They normally would have eight. They are dramatically understaffed. Uh, they budget for 92 call takers. This is Casey Mo. They have 69. The supervisor there is authorized to hire 20. And in fact, the star story point, uh, points out that there was a big standards developed by the National Emergency Number Association that deals and has chapters in every state they say the standards say they should have a hundred and sixteen call takers so almost double what they have right now
2: now you mentioned about the hiring process and it only requires a ged if we Mm -hmm. say only high school diploma right but a couple people on the text line have said it's hard to get this job i've been a dispatcher for 10 years somebody said to get hired you must pass a typing test written test polygraph psych eval oral board and interview with the chief somebody else said it's hard to get hired then after that you you have 21 weeks of training, bad shifts, holidays, weekends, dealing with people on their worst days and keeping cool can take its toll, peep take its toll, people wash out if they can't handle it. We don't get paid enough for the technology we use. It's overwhelming at times.
1: You are right. You do not get paid enough. $36,000 a year is where the the city starts, although I I believe that in once we get suburban a bit The number
2: probably goes up. So the text line did mention the disparity in the pay, even across the metro, Mm -hmm. where I couldn't find this number, but somebody said in Johnson County, they're upwards of $50,000 or more. The range from Kansas City seems to be... um, Let's see, thirty-seven thousand to sixty-four thousand. Now that may include a supervisor. Compare this to Wichita, where the salary range is thirty-two thousand, it starts about five thousand dollars less, mm-hmm. up to forty-one, which peaks out at like less. This
1: is where we have a weird relationship with money in society because jobs that we should value a lot, we don't value with money enough. And I'd love to hear from you. Some of you are texting in because you have worked as, as dispatchers. I'd love to hear from you by phone, 576 7798, because I'm curious to know what needs to be done differently. Is pay the issue? And if stress is the issue, what needs to be done about that? Do you what would ease the stress of the job? Because you're right. I, I told you before the break. The twenty minute phone call that I listened to where a dispatcher mm. starts with a woman screaming saying, My daughter's boyfriend is trying to break into my house and wants to kill me. And that dispatcher stays on the call for twenty minutes. They have to until police get there and police say, Okay, we've got it under control. I mean, I, I my I was tense after that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I barely took a breath in those twenty minutes, and that's what they do for their entire shift, potentially.
2: Can you imagine 12 hours of that? I think about dumb stuff I say on the radio mm-hmm. about Adele right. for two weeks.
1: And the amount of attention that takes. And I, I'm i okay with the hiring process being stringent. Sure. I'm okay because you have to be able to handle it. Right. And so I'm okay with the drug testing and, and the rigorous training, particularly the training and the interview process. But what do we need to do to make it worth it? What do we need to do to make that a more
2: attractive job? Right. Right. And how do you raise that pay? Here's the thing, Jamie. You want to make a mint, quit this, and go off and live on an island? Here's how you do it technology to save the day. Become the company that creates the bot service for 911. Figure that out, right? Because a bot's not going to have to deal Mm -hmm. with those emotional issues that humans are going to have to deal with, right? If you could do that, you would make a mint. You would also save lives. I'm telling you.
1: You raise an interesting idea. About and I bet this is what will start to happen. I'm not basing this on anything we've been told, but you will. Um, as the shortage continues, you'll see consolidation. Sure, you'll see more because you're right. There was a texter that pointed out, and thank you for reminding me of this. That in Johnson County, the dispatchers have to be sheriff's deputies, so there's even more training involved. Um, and this is this is Casey Mo, so it's different. But yeah, start with a bigger pool, pile that together, so that you've got more of an efficient use of your staff, maybe. Mm-hmm. So you're, because you're not entirely off base,
2: look, if you're going to answer and talk on the phone all day, your options are go work a call center where your sales. Mm-hmm. Right. Where you could. Yeah, you're going to get yelled at, but there is a much higher peak. Right. If you're good at what you do or come here and listen to people freak out all day, which I just can't imagine where you top out at some point. Right. And so do we need to in terms of how do you ease stress in a
1: job like that? You know, and, and I keep coming back to air traffic controllers for the same thing. How do you, because that's, to me, that seems to be the issue. It's just the nature of the job.
2: This would be worse. All day, this would be worse. Because I got to imagine these things go south on you, right, every fourth call.
1: Yeah, well, that's right. Who knows how often that really intense call is going to happen, but you got to be ready for it no matter yeah. what. Oh. Let's get to your calls, five seven six seven seven nine eight or 22980. Hetty is in Prairie Village and has a story about, your efforts to go be in a nine one one call center. Hi, Hetty. Hi there. How you doing? Great.
3: Love your show, guys. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, I worked for AT and T for over twenty two years, and the training we got there was constant. Uh, I was con- I was on the phone uh, with customers uh, on their bills, and then I was in the call in the center for uh, business uh, customers. And we got yelled at, screamed at, and there was a lot of tension there because it was call after call after call. And I went and applied for one about, oh fifteen 15 years ago, I guess. And I uh, took all kinds of tests, just like you guys said, and passed all of them and made it to the uh, interview. And there was four people sitting in a room, and they just grilled you with questions and several different times it'd say, good answer, good answer. And then I never heard anything from them, and I finally called to find out what was going on. Oh well, they're sending out letters, and I waited a little bit longer. And finally, about two and a half months after my uh, interview with them, I got a letter saying, "Thank you for responding, but sorry, you're not qualified." So, I so you tried? Know. Yeah, I tried, but I don't know what they're looking for. I mean, <laughs> we had extensive training with AT and T. I mean, customer service was top notch, number one thing.
1: Yeah.
2: Thank- All right, thanks a lot for the call, Listen, Hedy. We appreciate it. Hetty sounds like too much of a sweetheart. Just going too by nice my gut, I feel like somebody would have called 911 and she would have said, honey, you sound like you need a cookie. Come yeah. over here and let Hetty make you a sandwich. She sounded like such a sweetheart. I can't imagine her doing that awful
1: job. Somebody suggested in the text line shorter shifts. I would wonder more breaks, more right. more time away from the computer. We have Christy in the Northland who who has called. She's a dispatcher. We'll get to your call coming up next. Also, Phil, hang on the line five seven six seven seven nine eight or two two nine eight zero. It's midday with Jamie and Wicket on KMBZ ten forty seven. Midday with Jamie and Wicket on a balmy Wednesday. Ninety eight degrees is where we're headed today. Brady Goodman in studio for Mike Wickett, who will be back on Monday. We are asking you, what do we need to do to get more people to be 911 dispatchers? We ask after the situation at Clint's Comics where it took 14 minutes to get a response from authorities to the scene where a gentleman named James Cavanaugh, who owned the store... Uh, There was a theft at his store. He runs after the thief. He ends up being hit by a car door, falls to the ground, and hits his head. The first person to call 911 is on hold. This is Casey Moe. Is on hold for six and a half minutes. By the time you eventually get the call answered and get to the right person, police response was quick. Once police were notified, they were there within two minutes. So it's not a police response issue, but the supervisor uh, over at that communication center said, we are dramatically understaffed. That is the problem. Uh, they get start Their start pay is about $36,000 a year. They have to go through a lot of training, as you can imagine, to handle everything they have to handle. And somebody just texted in. Somebody said, I'm an air traffic controller. I wouldn't want to be a 911 dispatcher because oh, of the amount of stress that's involved. Sounds awful. But it's clearly an issue. Again, we we can't say, and no one is saying that James Kavanaugh would have lived. He had his head and ended up dying. Um, nobody's saying he would have lived had the response time been faster or had the call time been faster.
2: But next time, it could make a difference. You know what else nobody's saying? I called 911, got straight through, and it was no big deal. That's true. We're not getting that story. Somebody here said, real quick on the text line, I work for an agency in Johnson County. A lot of the times when we call KCMO, we get the message that all call takers are busy and stay on the line. It's not just the general public. Agency to agency has this issue, too.
1: Is there no triage system right off the bat? I mean, I know it sounds like I'm joking, but is there no initial... 10-second, How emergent is your emergency? Should Are, are I call? we life or death? You or? want me to call
2: right now? I could pick up my phone and
1: no, let's test it out, Jamie. I don't want police coming here. Have That's, an emergency. Seems like no, right no. now we really need this for this segment. We need, need that for the show prep. Yeah, we'll, we'll run that one by the boss okay, first. Uh, but Christy on the Northland held on through the break. Thank you for doing that. Uh, you are a dispatcher. I am. Yes. Okay, talk to me about your job. It is
0: the most rewarding. And I absolutely enjoy it. No ten minutes are the same. Um we have awesome support, but I see the staffing issue. I work for a small agency in a town of fifteen thousand people, and we do fire police and e m s and we answer admin phone calls So if there is one dispatcher on duty, which is typical, we have one special duty, and
3: then ten.
2: Okay, so I, hopefully she, her still phone, there with us. Hopefully her phone comes back because I'd love to find out if she were HR, how would she get more hires? Christy, are Christy, we
1: still there? Yes. Okay. Brady had the question I was thinking too. So how do we get more people to be? You've heard us talking about what? I don't know what you make, and I'm not going to ask. But they start at thirty six thousand a year in KCMO. But seriously, what do you make though? What? <laughs> not not that.
0: <laughs> um,
1: what do we have to do to get what's? What do we have to do to get more people to do the job?
0: Um, that is a city issue, part of it. Um, having the city budget and let you hire more dispatchers.
1: Well, she, so the supervisor there, Jean Franquesa, said she's been authorized to hire the people. It's not a budget issue, she says. So I'm, she's got the money. So my question is, what do we have to, do we have to do something to the job? Is it stress? Is it, do we need to start the payoff at 70000 a year? Is it a pay issue? What is it?
0: Um, I think part of it is the life expectancy on, and I say life expectancy, job expectancy for somebody to stay a dispatcher is about two years. Most people don't make it longer than that because of the stress.
1: Okay. That makes sense.
0: The hours and the lack of family time. The other thing is we take every single test that an officer takes except for the physical exam. So if you can't pass a background check, a mental health screening Um, a lie detector test, a home visit, um, just a board interview, interview with the chief. If you can't get through a a two-and-a-half-month process to get hired, I mean, your your pool gets significantly smaller, but you also don't want people that can't get through that right to be in charge of that
2: right. One thing I think maybe Christy should do some of the the uh, talking points for the Monster.com listening. She said <laughs> she said it was a rewarding job. Yeah, so I, maybe right? we need Thanks to spin it, but Also, it. hopefully, that wasn't a dispatch line she was on since it cut off. And that's, hopefully it wasn't ringing busy a very on point. somebody. Thank you. Text line stole that joke.
1: Phil in Kansas City also waited on hold. So we appreciate that. Thanks a lot, Phil. Uh, where do you think the liability lies here?
4: Well, first of all, I did this job for 27 years mm. on the Kansas City, Missouri Fire Department. I was a chief fire dispatcher when wow. I retired. Okay. And I'm going to tell you, this kind of occurrence with these calls being hung up like this, this happens every day. You might have 30 calls in queue. Especially your busy times, afternoon, evenings, and nights. You know you got stuff going on everywhere. Yeah, they do need more people. Uh, Right, the the requirements to be a call taker or dispatcher are tough. When I came on, it wasn't that bad. It was in the late seventies when I came on, but now it's a different story. These people got to know first aid. Suppose you have to give CPR instructions to somebody on the phone. You gotta mm. know what you're doing, but there is a lot of burnout. I don't even know how I made it through 27 years, but I did. I'm retired now. So, Phil, how but do we right. get more
1: people to do the job? What do we? What well, does the city need to change? That, that, that,
4: that's a $64,000 question, right? Ra- raise the pay levels, but it's a person. You got to be cut out for this kind of work. If you're not cut out, you're not going to make
2: it. right. That's yeah. the bottom
4: line, you're dealing with reality. You're dealing with people at their worst. You're taking one call after another. Uh, who knows? The next call could be an active shooter somewhere. Or how would you like to have gotten that call yesterday out on I-7 right. when those five people were killed? For sure. I took one of the first calls from the Hyatt Regency when it collapsed.
1: Oh wow! Okay, you
4: gotta be ready for anything. it. Takes a certain type of person to do this work, and it's a thankless job in a lot of ways. You're working nights, weekends, holidays, mandatory overtime, sometimes different combinations of that. You know, it does take a toll on you.
2: Phil, let me ask you this. You've been retired for a while. How many calls still run through your mind when you're just living your average life?
4: Well, uh, not just the Hyatt Regency. I was in charge the night the six firefighters were killed out at 87th oh, Blue River when the ammonium nitrate blew up on them out there. Yeah, there are certain calls or some that were, uh, there's some calls that were kind of funny, but. You know, you're dealing with dead serious stuff here. Mm-hmm. You know, you're dealing with reality at its worst. Any PTSD for you?
1: Right, huh? right. Any PTSD for you? No, I'm okay. I've okay. tested
4: pretty good over the years. Because I mean, you're telling I know, some pretty
1: harrowing you know. stories. Right. Yeah, I so. mean, you
4: know, you've got to be cut out. I think I was cut out for this kind of work because I survived. But like I say, you got to be cut out to deal with emergencies constantly, and you never know what's coming around and I'll tell you another thing, extremes of weather will spike calls, too. What sure. about full
2: moons, Phil? Yeah. Full moons?
4: Yeah, we, there, we did notice a correlation between full moons. Great yeah, call. There you go. Phil. All right, yeah. We'll
1: end with that. Thanks a lot for Home the call, run. Phil. We appreciate it. That's awesome. Real fast, I want to get Brian in Kansas City on uh, and give you the last word. Hi, Brian. So you've had a good experience with dispatch. I don't mind ending this on a positive note here. Yeah, I did. A
4: few years back, a gentleman uh, broke into my house through my doggy door, uh, which I met him at gunpoint, and uh, made him call Casey Mo PD, and uh, within two rings, they answered
1: the phone and had police officers there within five minutes. Sure. All right. Good. Absol- that's exactly what we want. Thanks Pun- a lot for the call, Brian.
2: Pun intended here, that's kind of luck of the draw, because they just didn't happen to be like, right. a heavy call time. He got straight to the queue. But I don't know, man. It's scary. Now I have something new to worry about. Thank you, Jamie.
1: Yeah. Are you, again, happy that you do this for a living? Right. Oh. Um, yeah. It's it's a really good point, just the number of things that you have to be prepared to do. It really is, you know, like being a police officer or like working in an ER. You have to know all of those things. Yeah. Um, and you, you have to process it and then communicate it. You have to make those decisions in a split second mm. and hope you're right. I mean, hopefully you're making the right call.
2: Well, somebody said this on the text line and almost any issue where you start talking Talking about taxes and city services, it's going to come up. What is priority for us? Correct. Somebody on the text line was like, "Well, maybe we need to spend less money on streetcars and more money." But you always are going to get that ranking. No, no,
1: no. no. Hold on a second. Uh, just to talk about that for a second. Yes. Not all money can be used for all things. One hundred percent. City finance one hundred and one. Streetcar money comes from the people that live and own property on the streetcar line. There's a special tax assessed for that. Sure. Police money comes from a different pool of money, and you can't mix up. However, within the department, you could change your priorities for how that money is used.
2: Like uh, a dare car. Oh, you want to talk about Dare, well, do you? Quit putting money in a DARE car.
1: All right. Uh, you can uh, we might come back to this later. Uh, because I know a lot of you were texting it, and thank you to everybody that uh that texted in and that called in as well. So speaking of DARE, uh moving on here in the next hour, Attorney General Jeff Sessions gave mm. a speech yesterday in Texas, and it was to the DARE Association, uh drug, alcohol, resistance education, I think was if I recall, that's what that stands for. It's coming back a little bit. The DARE program, the anti-drug program is coming back to some schools a little bit, he wants to bring it back in full force. Jeff Sessions says, and we'll tell you some of what he said about the D.A.R.E. program, that I'm going to counter with facts, I, I think he's he's just throwing some ideas out there that the facts show are not, are not true. So anyway, what? we'll talk to you about whether your kids still go through the D.A.R.E. program. And what? if you think it's something that should be expanded. Uh, also coming up in the 12 o'clock hour, the college major that most people regret. And there are some parts of the world, including here, where it is cheaper to pay a parking fine than it is what it costs you to drive around and find a parking space. This gives me like just park wherever you want, yeah. pay the fine. That's yeah. cheaper. We'll get into all of that coming up uh, during the next couple hours of the show. Brady Goodman in for Mike Wickett. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new
2: iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.